0: Day for golf. We're not good enough, golfers. Where is the beverage? Coming? I can't believe I paid money for this. Welcome back to another episode of the Ridge Golf Podcast. So, we had the Eskimo Open this weekend, and we definitely did not get time to shoot a podcast with Jordan. Or any of the other players. So, we're going to do that this weekend and have that podcast next Thursday to give you some of the details of what happened. It was a pretty good time. Things got kind of wild. Somebody actually got a hole in one. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'll leave that up to Jordan or Alex if we can get them on. But it was a great time. It was beautiful. It was 41 degrees, a lot of stuff to see. And we played some pretty decent golf. So, while I was nursing my hangover on Sunday, I decided to start watching the Full Swing documentary on Netflix, and that is definitely something interesting to watch. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. If you guys haven't seen it yet, definitely give it a watch. It's pretty cool. I'm on episode three. Um, So far, it's focused on some of the major players in the game. Uh, I really like the way they did that documentary, just to show not necessarily the top of the top, but some of the people on the way up trying to regain... Some glory that they used to have or friendships that they have with other players in golf. And then also, which I found pretty interesting, it kind of shows what they place on certain tournaments in the series. And then also shows the amount of money won when they place, which I thought that was kind of cool. Like the huge monetary difference between even first, second, and then all the way down to 10th. 11th place uh, it's pretty awesome they also give a really good insight to some of the players personal lives like where they live what their houses look like which is amazing definitely not what uh, I'm used to seeing that's for sure but it's pretty cool I definitely recommend giving that um, giving that a watch so after watching that it kind of got me thinking I'm like what does it actually take to be a professional golfer I'm like what do you have to do to get to the show And so I did some research, kind of looking around what you can do. I mean, obviously, be very good at golf, but how good is good? So I kind of brought up some statistics to take a look at. So even if you think you could make it into the pros, this is what you have to be doing on an average. Not the best. There's definitely people that are a lot better than these averages, but let's just say your scoring average on average, the tour average is the average score is 71.2. Your driving distance, The tour average is 298.2 yards. Fairways hit, 59.9%. And then hitting the greens, greens in regulation, you know, how often they have a birdie putt, 64.9% tour average. And scrambling, you know, how often they miss the green and still make par or better, 59.3%. Which is amazing. I mean, that's just the average, too. That's not even some of the better players, you know, like Shane Lowry says here, he's getting 70.8% on scrambling. Also, you have to consider that the courses that they're playing on are much more difficult than on your local golf course. You know, the yardage is longer, fairways are tighter, the rough is higher, the greens are firmer and faster. So, you're not just playing your everyday average courses. So when you try to become a professional golfer, you know, besides spending the X amount of number of years and tens of thousands of dollars, which the average person does anyway on golf, for sure, um, you got to be winning some tournaments. But what tournaments exactly you have to get into so you can start playing in like a mini tour? The best mini tour that says here is the Corn Ferry Tour. This is a true gateway to the PGA Tour. Each year, 50 players from the Corn Ferry Tour advance to the PGA Tour. It isn't easy to get a status on the Corn Ferry Tour, but this is the most common path to the top of the professional golf events. Um, you can also go to Q School once a year. The PGA Tour has Q School. This is a series of qualifying events that allow you. To get status on the Corn Ferry Tour. If you want to learn how to become a professional golfer, this is the path you should try to follow. Advance to the Q School Finals by getting through the three additional rounds of qualifying. At Q School Finals, finish in the top 45 to earn status to the Corn Ferry Tour. Play a season on the Corn Ferry Tour and earn one of the 50 PGA Tour cards every year on the PGA Tour. You have to finish in the top 125. Or you have to go back down to the mini tours or Q school. And then a relatively new path to the PGA Tour is Tour University. This allows to this allows top collegiate players to skip Q school and other mini tours. College seniors that finish in the season ranked in the top five in the nation get playing privileges to the Corn Ferry Tour. Players ranked 6 through 15 get limited playing opportunities. This is a very small number. I mean, yeah, there's like 2,500 players on college teams, so you have to be the best of the best. Uh, What else we got here? Monday qualifiers. We save the hardest path for last. You can try to get into the PGA Tour events via Monday qualifiers. These are one-day 18-hole events that typically include 100, professional golfers competing for four spots in the tournament. It's not uncommon for a player to shoot six under par and still not qualify. Holy smokes. That's some pretty stiff competition for sure. So yeah, if you're ever interested in becoming a professional golfer, you could try that. Um, kind of highlighted that on the Netflix series too, of how some of these guys came in to be professional golfers. You know, Some went through college, um, others went through the Corn ferry Tour. Actually before that, they just started winning local tournaments and then got into bigger tournaments and then got onto the Corn ferry Tour and then took off from there very interesting how you know you could be at the top of your game for two years and then fall off in the next four and then also the series highlighted you know some of these players you watch first day you know have a really good round second day really good round and then third day everything just falls apart you hit it into the water hit it into the bunker putting game is way off you know some of these guys were making putts 15 feet plus the next day. They were missing stuff inside eight feet. That's just all in the mind, you know. Yeah, the episode two, uh, featuring Brooks Kepka, is really, really interesting how, you know, he was on top of his game and everything is just kind of getting to him mentally. Also, what's really cool is, you know, I said they show behind the scenes stuff, which is like the technology they use to monitor their swing path ball flight, even their workout routines. It shows what exercises they're doing in the gym to repair injuries. You know, I don't know if you guys listened to the episode, a couple episodes before where I talked about that. Just what it takes to get in shape and keep everything loose, keep your body in check, not just going out there like John Daly, <laughs> letting her rip without any stretching or anything like that. Just for fun, I brought up how much money can you actually make if you're that good of a golfer? So we got some invitationals here with the prize money, the payouts. Uh, so the Genesis Invitational, uh, the purse total is twenty million dollars. Uh, winner payout is three point six million dollars. The uh, wasted management, waste management, uh, Phoenix Open. Uh, that also was a purse of twenty million dollars, and the payout for the winner is three point six million dollars as well. Uh and t Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Purse slightly less, $9 million. Uh, the winner of that gets $1.62 million. Not a bad payout for a weekend's worth of work. Uh, we have the Farmer's Insurance open. Uh, that purse is $8.7 million. Payout for that is $1.5 million. American Express That would be a purse of $8 million, and the winner gets $1.44 million. Nice. Sony Open in Hawaii. Man, you get to go to Hawaii. That's worth it right there. Purse $7.9 million. Payout is $1.422. Not bad. Century Tournament of Champions. Purse $15 million. Winner payout is $2.7 million. PNC... Purse of, uh, that's about 1 million. 1.1 million, a little bit less than that. Uh, Payout for that is 200,000. I'd take that. I would take the little one. I don't want to be a show off. QBE Shootout. That would be a purse of 3.8 million. And the payout is 950,000 for the winner. Hero World Challenge. 3.5 million. Payout for that winner is just 1 million even rsm classic 8.1 million winner payout 1.4 million cadence bank houston open purse of 8.4 million winner of that gets 1.5 million so i wish it would give me the number of players worldwide technology championship 8.2 million dollar purse and roughly about 1.5 million dollar payout for that butterfield bermuda championship 6.5 million 1.1 million dollar payout for the winner so there's quite a few of these actually um let's see what we got next the cj cup winner 10.5 million dollar purse 1.9 to the winner shriner's children open oh it's for charity i hope it's for charity (laughs) Purse is 8 million winner payout 1.4 million Sanderson Farms Championship, her $7.9 million, and payout is $1.4 million. So yeah, not a bad payday for a weekend's worth of work if you're the best, for sure. Um, even if you're not the best, you still come away with quite a bit of money. Uh, it's kind of nice. I mean, it's not any NFL money, that's for sure, but you're also not getting CTE or getting the crap beat out of you either, and then having to retire when you're in your... Early 30s, late 20s. I mean, no. I mean, if you're good, you can keep playing till you're in your 50s, 60s, even. So, definitely, if you're a good golfer, you can milk this out for a while. I know too two on that series. Is that you can definitely tell when you're getting in the when you're getting into the top players in the world by the clothes you're wearing a lot of these guys that showed them kind of back in the day they're all wearing polos that seem to be a size too large and then uh when they get to get in the pros they get to wear nice pants they fit right the polos fit right nice hats you definitely uh sway game gets turned up a little bit also too with winning all that prize money you know that's the money you get just from golfing alone but that doesn't even include what you would make with all the sponsorships and endorsements I mean, that's where you're going to make your huge money, but also, you know, that's definitely on a yearly basis too. You do good for a couple of years and then you happen to fall off for the next two. You lose all that, lose your sponsorships, lose your endorsements, and then you got to fight your way back to the top. So yeah, very interesting, very cool. Highly recommend watching it. Um, I'm not going to bore you guys very long this week, nice and short, but like I said, next week is definitely one you're going to want to listen to that's where we're going to get jordan alex brady maybe some other people um we might have to zoom that one but definitely listen to that find out what happened on the eskimo open who won who got a hole in one some people took some nasty falls out there on the ice but it was a great time so thanks for listening bye get out of here